Are you ready? A shot of wrestling. Episode 158. And the way we go. Step up to the break. We got MJP and Green Man. It's the brain and champion and chip team. From my land to Japan and everywhere in between. Get the up-to-date news on the wrestling scene. So take a shot, boy. Is that the message you got? We about to go live. Are you ready to rock? So take a shot, boy. Is that the message you got? From the fans to the fans. Let me hear the crowd. Pop, so take a shot. Oh, yeah. So take a shot. Hello everybody and welcome back to A Shot of Wrestling episode 158. I'm your host at Michael J. Putty and joining me this week, Hollywood Zane, Mark Schwann. Welcome back, how you been? I'm doing great, man. Now that I'm here... Now back home on a shot of wrestling. Last week, we had Pete Rosado, the voice of BCW. Big shout out to Pete. Thanks for coming in. Breaking down the BCW card. It's only he can. Getting some exclusives. Uh, good job, Pete. Come back anytime you want. Door's always open. Yeah, big shoes to fill. All right, you ready to talk about some BCW? Oh, yeah. Let's do it up, man. It's a big event. Third anniversary. You don't get bigger than that. They're WrestleMania. BCW is WrestleMania. Speaking of WrestleMania, we are on the road to WrestleMania. Let's continue that by this week's wrestling replay. WrestleMania 19, March 30th, 2003. Safeco Field, Seattle, Washington, in front of a crowd of 54,097. Matt Hardy defeated Rey Mysterio to retain the Cruiserweight Championship in 5 minutes, 37 seconds. The Undertaker defeated Big Show and A-Train in a handicap match in 9 minutes, 42 seconds. Trish Stratus defeated Victoria and Jazz in a triple threat match to retain the Women's Championship in 7 minutes, 17 seconds. Team Angle defeated Chris Benoit and Rhino and Los Guerreros in a triple threat match to retain the Tag Team Championships in 8 minutes, 48 seconds. Shawn Michaels defeated Chris Jericho in a classic in 22 minutes, 34 seconds. Triple H defeated Booker T to retain the World Heavyweight Championship in 18 minutes, 45 seconds. Booker T. Hulk Hogan defeated Mr. McMahon in a street fight in a whopping 20 minutes, 47 seconds. Wait, what? That match was that long? Oh, my God. Oh, my Lord. The Rock defeated Stone Cold Steve Austin in 17 minutes, 55 seconds. And in your main event, Brock Lesnar defeated Kurt Angle to win the WWE Championship in 21 minutes, 7 seconds. That was WrestleMania 19. The last WrestleMania I've seen at my house. Really? The last WrestleMania I've ordered on pay-per-view because WrestleMania 20 and 21, I was at Green Man's house. Okay. And then we've been going live in person ever since 22. Oh, man. He's rub it in. I got to throw it out there. Yeah, you rub it into the guy who's never been to WrestleMania. Thank you. Why aren't you going this year? <laughs> because I have a wedding to pay for. <laughs> it's your gift. Wedding gift. Right? Is that a thing? People give themselves wedding gifts? Your wife should have. Your fiance should have. No. Well. That's a whole other story. Different <laughs> story for a different day, huh? Exactly. We picked this WrestleMania because it's Kurt Angle, one of Kurt Angle's greatest WrestleMania matches against Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. Good pick. Oh, thank you. Thank You're you. I, I said Kurt Angle, Shawn Michaels, but you guys already covered that. It covered a couple weeks ago. Yeah. But his next best against Brock Lesnar, which Brock Lesnar almost killed himself with that moonsault from the top rope, landed right on his neck. It's actually a shooting star press, buddy. Look at your commentary skills coming in handy. <laughs> I know my moves. What can I say? You do know your moves. After making your commentary debut two weeks ago, how did it go? How did it feel? Felt good. Felt felt pretty good being out there. Last minute replacement for Green Man for BWF. I think. Thank you, you uh, Green Man. Did a fantastic job. Thank you, man. It was really cool actually to get to do it with you as well because Thank you, you. we already know each other. We've we've know how each other. Yeah, how our bros. Each other vibe. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. 
And uh, no, it was, it was it was a good experience. Good seeing my Deadly Saiyan squad take home the tag team championships. Good job to the East Coast Saiyans. Did you go back and watch the matches now? I watched I watched them all. Yeah. So you clearly see that Nia Kennedy was not sexually harassed. She was. Or sexually assaulted. Oh my god, you were blind. You were grossly oh biased. Oh my god. She was. So she you was. Could, no, you learned from your mistakes. She you was inappropriately you. touched both times, and she was defending herself. But, I, Naya, I got you, girl. I got your back. Whatever. Anyway, <laughs> how you been? How's your week? How's everything going? Doing well. Doing well, dude. I got, uh, got some things in the works. Uh, been considered for a feature film. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, working right now. I got some stuff going on for. Well, for a show, I can't really talk about yet. So I'm, I'm I'm working, man, and planning my wedding. I was all settled in to watch that movie you're talking about on YouTube. I really wanted to check it out. Did you see it? I was about to. And? Then my boss came back from lunch. I had to turn it off. Wow. Oh. So did you see any of it? No. It's still back. on YouTube. It's not taken down. Yeah, I'll check it out maybe next time you're here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm a little upset. What? What's up? Because I told you recently, I found out while eating breakfast at work, one of my favorite shows of all time, Unforgettable, is now on reruns on Start TV. A Z-list network, right? Not even HD. Ugh. But TVs, when they're in syndication, run concurrently, right? So I started watching it in the final season, mm-hmm. your season. Like, all right, I got to look out for Mark Schwann. Start taping it. Like, I got to see my man, my best friend, Mark Schwann, right? I didn't make the cut. And uh, I missed your episode. There was no episode about a bomb, no episode about a park. And, like, two, days, two days ago, it was a series premiere. I'm like, oh, I missed it, so I got to wait. Are you serious? But if you would tell me the name of the episode, I could watch it, but you don't know the name. I don't know the name. Can you find it out for me, please? Hold on. Hold on. Let me see what's going on here. You can keep talking because it's going to be dead air for me yeah, right gonna, now. I can't, I, I can't do two gonna, things at once. Go and cut this out. No, you're not. You lie. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to put some like SpongeBob music in here. <laughs> why, why SpongeBob? We, you're, that's, that's even, you're too old for SpongeBob. We never watched SpongeBob. No, never did. Came exactly. out after my time. Yeah, me too. Kids talking about SpongeBob. I'm like, what the fuck is that? All right. Is it on my... Oh, it's on my IMDb. Okay, wait, wait, wait. You have to tell me the name of the episode. It tells me the I, year. I, I think I have it. Breathing Space. What? On IMDb? Yeah. Oh, I didn't see the name of the episode. Breathing Space. Breathing Space. It was season four, episode episode. eight. But it's weird. Carrie and Delina work undercover together to try and find a mission to Mars trainees killer. Oh, yeah. Remember that episode? Okay. What episode? What's it called again? Breathing Space. Breathing. I got to write this down. (laughs) Thank you, IMDb. I should tell you IMDb. Just give me the year. Didn't give me the name of the episode. So uh, I got it now. Well, I know how to work IMDb. I guess you don't. I do not. <laughs> All this is on the cutting room floor. Uh, okay. I'll make sure I go back and watch that. Definitely check out Mark Schwann on. That's if I made the cut. There's, there's sometimes I just don't oh. make the cut. So You told me you were on this episode. It's on your IMDb page. It's, it's on my IMDb page. So you mean you have to be there. I, I worked that day. I got paid that day. But it's funny because I'm watching these episodes only for like a couple minutes. In the beginning at 10 o'clock, mm-hmm. I go in the kitchen to watch to eat breakfast. I know the episode. I know every single episode. I, I've never met but someone I, that watched so many episodes of Unforgettable. I watched every single one of them. I've only seen them once. Yeah, I know which episode. The one in the murder house. The one with the dead kid, the, the kidnapped kid underneath the sewers. Ah, oh, fantastic. Great show. Great fucking show. <laughs> you, I, I should have been on the show. There's something wrong with you. <laughs> you're big, you're like the only Poppy Montgomery fan probably out there, too. Ah, oh, smoking hot. Okay. What the fuck were you talking about? <laughs> I don't know. This is a wrestling podcast. I don't uh, know. Maybe you and your unforgettable. I, I think, buddy, you're going to start off like a, a spinoff podcast. So just only about unforgettable. <laughs> don't tempt me. I will fucking do that in a heartbeat. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a fucking bad idea. Review each episode. 
You got to be on it, though. <laughs> Why would I be on it? Because you were on the show. <laughs> like for one episode. Don't matter. I had to like, look at my IMDb to find out which episode now we're it was. Back. Now we're back on the season one, and there was another, another co-star. Was he even Smoking Hotter? Oh, love Is that even the thing? Smoking Hotter? Yeah, totally. Okay, okay well, whatever. <sighs> what were we talking about? <laughs> Cutting all this shit out. <laughs> no, you're not. Um, anyway, moving on. Before we get to wrestling, and Greenman's back with an interview this week, so welcome back, Greenman. Briefly, this is a wrestling podcast, but I already missed not to talk about NFL free agency. Oh, my God. The NFL season started this week. Yes. Dolphins went after three other quarterbacks. All three of them, they're not signed with the Dolphins. All of them signed up back up somewhere else. So, you know, look. Miami's in shambles. Great, great, great time to be a Dolphins fan. Great time to be alive. <laughs> great to be a Jets fan. Yeah, great. Still, we're going to third place, right? What? No. We're going to come in third place. No one can beat third the Third place? What? We're not going to beat the Bills? Third place, exactly. You're going to beat the Bills. We're not gonna, oh, you think the Dolphins are going to beat us? With what? Easily. With what? Easily. You got nothing. Still a lot more than the Jets. We have Sam Darnold. We have Le'Veon Bell. What about, what about uh, ODB going to the Browns? That was big. The Browns now have Odell Buckham Jr. and Jarvis Landry. Nick Two. Chubb. Kareem Hunt. Yeah. Baker Mayfield. And they have a solid defense. It's like my fantasy football team last year. Great job with the Browns. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to be fun to watch. Is I it, can't wait. They're in a tough division, though. But see what happens. I, it's a winnable division now. I mean, Steelers, they're weakened. Baltimore, their defense is not going to be what it used to be. And then Cincinnati? The Cincinnati. Uh, Cincinnati, yeah, exactly. Thank you. So, I, I don't know. We'll see. I, I think Browns Browns have a real shot winning that division. I hope so. Fuck, fuck everybody else. Go, go Browns. Yeah. Go them. Mm. And the Jets. Fuck the Jets. You're salty. You're third, so third, salty. The third place Jets. Oh, fuck off third place my ass. I would make a bet with you right now, but I know you don't, you renege on your bets, so I'm not going to bother. I don't renege on bets. I keep my word with the bets. We had a bet. You owe me a bottle of Avion, and you did not. I will gladly play back the episode. All right, you do that next time. <laughs> also, St. Patrick's Day. Top of the show to you, buddy. I'm sorry. What was that? Top of the show to you, buddy. <laughs> Is that supposed to be your Irish accent? Yeah, absolutely. It's dead on. I'm hey, full wait. Irish. I, I can do an Irish accent. <laughs> Top of the show to you, buddy. Welcome, clovers and mushrooms. Oh my God, you need help. <laughs> uh, that's really insulting. I listen. I, I I confess up. I'm not that great with accents, but I think I could probably do better than that. All right, try it. I top to the show to you, buddy. Sounds exactly the same. No, it's not. I'm better. Any plans for St. Patrick's Day? <laughs> no, not not for St. Patrick's Day. I'm going tuck shopping for it for my wedding. For your wedding, that's right. Look forward to that. All right, exciting stuff. You know where you're going? You're going to shop around to different places. I'm going to a couple different places. I, I know what I want. No style. I, yeah, I know the color scheme and everything. I just got to see how it looks. Got to see the prices if it's right. What's the color? Uh, for me, the, or the wedding, like the the bridesmaid dresses, the, t- the ties that the guys are going to be wearing. All right, so the bridesmaid's dresses, it's like a slate blue. Okay. And I want my groomsmen to wear uh, blue tuxes or suits, whichever. Um, Tuxes, nice. And I want their vests to match the the bridesmaids' dresses along with the tie. Okay. That's going to be hard to do. Usually the tie just matches, not the vest. The vest matches the jacket. I'm I'm going to see how it looks. I mean, this is the idea that I have. And then for me, I'm going to have my blue tux or suit. Cutting you off. This is Limp Biscuit. at WrestleMania 19. Are you cutting me off for Limp Biscuit? Don't totally forget about this. Bringing in the uh, American Badass, the Undertaker. 
You cut me off for Limp Biscuit for Fred fucking Durst. You're spending eight minutes talking about tuxedo shopping. We gotta listen. I'm, I'm Mr. GQ, dude. <laughs> I could talk all day about fashion. I'll, I'll have my own spinoff show about fucking fashion. How about that? And you, what you do, unforgettable. Who's gonna produce it? <laughs> Green Man. <It's> okay. <laughs> Speaking of Green Man, he's back. Like I mentioned earlier, great segue. It was a big interview. What better way to come back than the cyborg saying, "God damn right." Rick Recon, half man, half cyborg, 100%. Saying. Nice. Talk about Rick Recon. He was your one to watch in 2019. Exactly. Of course, mine was EC3. Green Man's still in the works to get an interview with that one. But we've got Rick Recon on deck. My man. This Listen. interview, when Green Man told me it was Rick Recon, I marked out. So, without further ado. So you're a believer now. Never wasn't. Okay. He's my third favorite Zane. Third favorite? Yeah. Where we should all be your favorites. It should be all just one. We that's how we form. Just oh, one unit. Freebird rules. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So without further ado, Green Man, take it away. Family, welcome. It is the Green Man, and welcome to another exciting edition of A Shot of Wrestling: The Interviews. If you have not done so already, follow us on all forms of social media at A Shot of Wrestling on Facebook and Instagram and Shot of Wrestling No A on Twitter. You can contact us at our email at inbox at shotofwrestling.com or dial it up 619-343-3005 and leave your comments on the Shot of Wrestling hotline. Now, we've said it time and time again that wrestling brings us together, and today is no different. Today, we are joined by the cyborg scene, Rick Recon. Welcome to a Shot of Wrestling. Thank you for having me. Dude, it's a pleasure. I mean, we've been a couple of shows at BCW. You've now become a fixture in this promotion. You're running up and down the indie scene with our main man, the sexy Saiyan Black, Eric Jaden. So it's it's like family. So let's get right into it. And uh, we'll, we'll hopefully learn a little bit more about the cyborg Saiyan. All right. Sounds good, man. Um, well, for those people who don't know about Rick Recon, fill us in on... What got you into professional wrestling? I would say I got into professional wrestling a little late, honestly. A lot of people that are in the wrestling business, they grew up with it. They either watched it with their dad or, you know, they sat in front of the TV Saturday mornings and watched it. I got into it a bit late because I really didn't know anybody that was uh, into it. I, my mother, honestly, she's like, oh, that wrestling, that stuff's garbage. <laughs> I, I could I could never watch it. You know, I kind of seen it a little bit here and there, and I was like, oh, what's going on, man? This, this looks real cool. But, you know, I, I wasn't able to really, truly watch it, grasp it, get into it. And then a friend of mine uh, from school, I was probably about 15, I was over at his house, and he put it on, and it was Monday Night Raw. And it was John Cena against Jeff Hardy. Okay. And just I just watched it, and I was immediately hooked. And, in fact, Jeff Hardy was one of my favorites for a long, long time. Uh, I loved him. I idolized him. Uh, I thought I was hooked from there. I just continued to watch it. And the one thing, the actual program, I can pinpoint it with exact accuracy that really solidified, all right, I want to be a professional wrestler, was Edge and Undertaker leading up to WrestleMania 24. Mm. It was fantastically done, story-wise, 
Uh, it made you absolutely five edge, loved Undertaker. The first time I saw him, I said, wow, he's incredible. Like, just, I, I couldn't take my eyes away from him. Like, it's just his presence is unmatched. He truly is a phenom. Mm-hmm. And he oh, was, absolutely. I would say he was, he's always been my all-time favorite of anyone ever. Uh, and that, that was really it. But it wasn't, I didn't know how to go about it. There really weren't any schools or anything like that around me. I didn't know how to get into it. So I just continued to watch it. And uh, I said, you know, I, I really need to train to be these guys. I need to start working out. I need to do something. Because I was born a really skinny kid. Like, so what you see now, what I've built was all by a lot of sweat, tears, and blood to get to where I am. Interesting. And, you know, as you're starting to talk a little bit about the people who have influenced you, I look at who you are now. Obviously, from your what you're explaining, it's a big transformation. But um, you could have pretty much become anyone like if you stayed on the slimmer side you could have been that jeff hardy been a little bit more uh, acrobatic uh, or you could have built gotten very hefty and, and been like one of those big big huge guys you know in the business uh so as far as your physique you know is that something that you early on decided like this is like who i want to transform into honestly because i was such a skinny kid i was concerned with just gaining weight and getting bigger so I just started to eat everything and lift a lot of heavy weights. But the problem was eventually they all caught up to me and I actually became fairly husky. So I did the opposite from being a skinny kid to a husky power lifter wow. who would get out of breath tying his shoes, much less lace up a pair of boots. And it wasn't until I actually began to train as a wrestler. Mm-hmm that I realized I need to actually get in shape. And so, because it was brutal. The training was brutal at first. It's always been brutal, but I, I adapted to it. You know, I, I started training uh, the beginning of 2016, and it was me and 11 other students. Uh, so there was 12 of us, and one by one, they all quit. They all fell. They all broke. Our trainer, Shockwave the Robot, he uh, he broke me, and but he then rebuilt me. You know, mm. he took away mm. all the stuff that wasn't needed. He dissected all that and sliced that all out, and then he rebuilt me into what I needed to be. You know, all the other eleven fell, and I was the last one standing because I wouldn't quit because I wouldn't give up. They wanted me to quit. They wanted me to break. Why are you going to train someone who's just going to quit and leave? Mm-hmm. You know, you want to see if are do you really want this kid? Do you do you actually want to become something, or are you just are you just playing wrestler? Which is what I believe. Like, there's a lot of people in this industry that are just playing wrestler when they really should just go home and just play wrestling on the video games because it's a lot easier. And it's probably what they're more suited for. <laughs> A lot of people have definitely shared that experience where it comes to that breaking point where you do want to quit. Has the thought of quitting early on when you were training ever entered your mind? No. At all? Never was. No, because I was used to saying. There's a thing in training, weightlifting training, you need to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You need to get used to being in pain because you're going to be in pain for the rest of your life. 
So I was already used to that. So by training and by lifting and everything else I did before, it prepared me for that. It prepared me for that harsh dose of reality of what wrestling and training to be a wrestler was. Anyone that says that it's fake, I want to slap them across the face. It's not fake. I feel pain. It hurts. It all hurts. The travel, the wear and tear, the training. I feel it. I'm I, like any other athlete feels it. I just condition myself to absorb the pain because that's, that's why I am the cyborg fan because I do what other people can't do. Other people that are my size that have physiques like me would fall apart, but I just take it and become better. That's why I am who I am. That's why I will succeed in this business. How did you become the cyborg saying? What was the evolution of it? Well, I started out as a super soldier mm-hmm. because I was, I did have potential. I had physical potential. I was already strong, incredibly strong, but I was a blunt object, as it were. I had to be refined into a weapon. And so that's what Shockwave the Robot did to me. That's what he made me. So he, he it was the same as Steve Rogers becoming Captain America. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he was the skinny kid. I was the opposite. I was the I was the fat kid, you know. But the potential was the same. And he saw that and he built that and I became the super soldier. And when he said, Okay, you're the super soldier, you have now acclimated to this regiment and to this training. Well, let's push you a little more. Let's mess you up a little more and see if we can push you a little farther. And so I became a cyborg. Obviously, it would make sense. He himself is a robot and his training is a man. The only way that I can survive is to be enhanced. So now I am a cyborg. Now, from there, how you become a cyborg Saiyan, Saiyan you think was different. But I was born a Saiyan. I just didn't know it. Mm. The person that found that, that, that awoke that ability and that potential in me was Eric Jaden the sexy Saiyan black. He saw it. When I came to BCW at Summer on Smash in June of 2018, he saw that potential. He saw the ability. He said, let let me help you evolve. Let me help you reach your true potential. And that's what he's done. Eric Eric has a way of doing that. He's definitely done it for us as well. Um, You know, early on, I've shared this experience with with many before, but he was the first person who ever really sat me down, you know, after an event and, and you know, broke down the business of how things are, how things, and really genuinely asked me for my feedback of, you know, give me your feedback on my match. Give me your feedback on the show. What did you like? And I, and I was like, still like, uh, until to this day, I'm still like a big fan, but he kind of awoke a different part in my mind to look into the business in a different way. And for that, I'm always grateful uh, because he was the first one who really took what I had to say seriously. And I never knew that I had something to say, you know, do you remember the conversation? Um, Did, did Eric approach you about building the squad, you know, cause the Delhi Sane squad from where it started to where it has been, if people don't believe in the Delhi Sane squad, you guys are proving everybody wrong by literally collecting titles everywhere you go. Do you remember early on that conversation? What did he say to you? He said, 
I'm putting together a team. I want the best, the hungriest, the most talented in this area, in this business. He wanted people, they didn't have their thoughts clouded by their own egos about who they were. He knew who we were. He knew the potential that we had. And he wanted to bring elite fighters together. So he reached out to me because he saw the potential in me. He said, you know what? This kid is a killer. He's a fan. He was born this way. Let's bring it out. And then you saw Dominic De Niro, the psycho fan. And you saw Chris Barton, the fan beast. He said, these two, these are also fans. They just don't know it. Let's, let's coax it out of them. Let's bring it out of them. We were all four people that had been overlooked in our own way. Like, we all worked hard. We were all humble. Where did that get us? Middling success, maybe. Other people got opportunities. Other people got pushed. Other people got dealt. And we said, you know what? Screw you. Why should we be nice? Because we certainly aren't. At least when we stab you, we stab you right in your chest so you can see it. Not in your back, like little cowards, like little bitches that half this industry is. He said, you know what? We're going to take over. We're going to take what's ours. And so we started that at LAW. And we started it with change, change through violence, because that place desperately, desperately needed it and still needs it. So we put down Frankie Flo. We put down all his little LAW dogs the first time. We rolled into Brooklyn, and we took over. And that right there was the formation of the Deadly Fan Squad. And we've been crushing everybody, everybody on our way through. And if people think that this is just going to stay to New York City, that we're not going to branch out, oh, they got another thing coming. I already branched out. I already took over upstate New York. I've already taken over half the Northeast by myself. What do you think is going to happen when I have the three of them with me? When you have us four together, Undisputed Era, the four horsemen, oh, they're not going to have anything on us. Trust me, it's coming. While we're speaking of some of the great factions like the four horsemen, who would you say is, is one of the greatest outside of the Deadly Saints squad, of course? Outside of the Deadly Saints squad? That's tough because there's a lot of a lot of really good factions. I mean, there's, there's the Four Horsemen. There's the Shield, even. You know, I know they were three guys. They were three brothers. But, you know, we're four brothers. So we got them beat. Cheered by numbers. And because we are committed to us. Committed to the squad. However, I would say if there was a faction that you could say that we're somewhat influenced by, say that we could be likened to, I would say evolution. Mm. Because not one of them was better than the other. They were all top dogs, top guys, and they all had gold and titles for days. You know the, the combined amount of world championships between the four of those guys? It's 49. That's not counting any of the other titles. 49 world championships. I don't think there was a better faction than that, than Evolution. 
But you know what? They split up due to their own egos. And that's what happens to every faction. But you know what? Deadly Sand Squad is different. Deadly Sand Squad is family. We're brothers. We're the same race of people. We are the same. It's not going to happen to us. I'll take a bullet for every single one of them. And they'll do the same thing for me. We've already done it. That's already happened before. And we still stood tall. We still beat everybody. You mentioned Eric found you um, and recognized that you were a saint before you even knew it yourself. But now looking back, now knowing that you know this is someone, uh, a part of you that has always been there, uh, could you look back at the events in your life that you could have now say, you know what? that happened because I was a saint or that made me stronger because I was a saint and I didn't know why, but now I know why. What were those events? When I started training. Okay. All the other, the other people broke. All 11 of them broke. Some of them were in better physical shape than I was at the time, obviously. They broke. They quit. They gave up. They ran away. I didn't because I refused to give in. A lot of that was my own pride. Not ego, but my pride. That's that thing in pride. That's that thing in pride that says, no, I'm not going to give in. No, I'm not going to give up. That, I would say, that would, that stands out the most. Or even, even the time when, you know, over the past year or so, when I was trying to get myself in the absolute best physical shape I possibly could to be the peak of physical performance and fitness. So many times I wanted to give up. So many times I wanted to just say, you know what? That's it. I'm done. I can't do it. I just, I, I, it's not going to happen. But I said, you know what? No. That same pride came out again. And I just kept going. And I do that every single day. And that's why I am where I am. And that's why I'm going to continue. And the squad is going to continue because they all had that same mentality. We're all hungry. And you want to feast on the world of professional wrestling. Well said. Uh, you also mentioned one of the qualities of being a saint is obviously family. Uh, you guys are a tight unit. Uh, how do you balance that, though? How do you balance the family life with the wrestling life and even the, the, the wrestling family life along with your other daily responsibilities and duties? You make it work. You do what you have to do. You make the most of every minute you have. You don't make excuses. There's so many people that make excuses of why they can't do something, why they can't pursue their goals or their dreams. I think a lot of it comes from just a lack of self-confidence that they can do it. It doesn't matter what your responsibilities are, whether you have family. Everyone has family responsibilities. True. Everyone has responsibilities for their career or mm-hmm. their job or their you know whatever it is they make it work do you actually want this or are you just playing wrestler if, if this is a hobby that's fine but get the hell out of my way is there any advice that people come to you for yeah you know uh Sometimes even even the other fans come to me, but I, I do have easy regular people come to me a lot for advice on uh, physical performance, fitness, how to get in shape. Sometimes they'll ask me, 
how to get into wrestling, how to be trained and all that. And if I see potential, if I see ability is there and and true desire, not not the, oh, well, you know, I saw it on TV, so I thought it would be cool. No, no. I mean, actually, you really, really want to do it. Make it. I'll direct them to a good school, a good training facility, you know, what, whatever one is in their approximate area. Now, a lot of people who do listen to the show obviously are listening because they want to get that advice. So could you let us know some of those top schools that you would send people? Uh, because you're an upstate guy, right? You're, you, yeah. Is that where your training school is? Yeah. Uh, Extreme Wrestling Alliance in Albany, New York is where I was trained. So if you're in that area, you come down to it, uh, 88 Railroad Ave in Albany, New York. It's a, it is a good school, has a lot of good students come in and out. I know even uh, Dalton Castle, former Ring of Honor champion, mm-hmm. he came through and trained a couple times. He's not there all the time, but, you know, stop in. You never know. He'll be there. It's not necessarily upstate in New York, but there is a training school in Connecticut. I believe it's East Haven, Connecticut. Just look up Test of Strength. Excellent school run by Flick Wagner Brown, the underground king. If you're in that area, look them up. I would say those two schools are probably some of the best. Now, obviously, if you're down in New York City, you know, there's a few schools down there. I know uh, FTW, Fight the World Wrestling, they run an excellent school, and that's where Dominic DeMero and Chris Barton of the Daily Sand Squad were trained. Mm-hmm. So that should tell you the quality of the school if they were trained there. Yeah, but our area is so overly saturated with, with wrestling schools. Uh, but, but damn, every time you come down to BCW, you're always coming from upstate, huh? You take the drive? What do you do? Take the train in? No, nah, I do the drive, always. I just, I'm used to driving all the time. Like, there's so many times where I either take my own car or, you know, if I don't want to put wear and tear on that, you know, I'll uh, just carjack somebody and take theirs. <laughs> but I, I always do the, I do the drive down to BCW I, because, honestly, it's two and a half hours. That's nothing. I'm used to four or five hour drives. In fact, in about mid-April, uh, the weekend of April 12th to 14th, I will be riding with the legendary brutal Bob Evans of ROH down to Alabama. And I will be joined by Chris Barton and Dominic Merrill because they are incredibly talented individuals. And I said, you know what? Let's bring the young hungry talent with us. And Bob Evans said, let's do it. Let's do that drive. And then we're going to take a pit stop in West Virginia on the way back. So the Deadly Sand Squad is going to plant our flag in both Alabama and West Virginia all in one weekend because we're that damn good. <laughs> See, this is why I love a shot of wrestling because exclusives always come out through a conversation. They just – that's awesome. Congratulations on that. Um, Bob Evans yeah. is a, a great learning tree to, to sit by. We've seen him a couple times. NBCW as well. Uh, tough dude, man. Tough dude. Yes, he is. Yeah, excellent. Excellent human being. Excellent individual to learn from, both the wrestling side of it, the uh, being able to promote yourself, you know, merchandising, everything. He is uh, a treasure trove of knowledge in wrestling. 
hence why we saw that opportunity and we took it because he does do seminars all the time hangs with bob seminars yeah. which are excellent anyone who's ever taken them has learned from them but what but that's just a few hours we're going to be with him for three days so crazy. the amount of learning we're going to do on the road in real life situations is incredible can't pass that up no absolutely not uh whether it's professionally or personally um what do you have left on your bucket list Oh, there's a whole lot professionally that I have left on my bucket list. Uh, I would say working for all the major companies in the world. That would be New Japan, Pro Wrestling. That would be Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor. Who knows? Maybe with this uh, upstart All Elite Wrestling, AEW, maybe it's time the Deadly Fan Squad really set the world on fire in a promotion that could possibly make a, the WWE uh, sweat in its boots. Of course, this isn't in any way to trash on WWE. They are still the true top big dog in this industry. And of course, that is the, still is the ultimate goal, I think, of anybody who's ever laced up a pair of boots is to work for the WWE at some point in their career. And that's, that's, Still on high, high on my bucket list as well. Well, let's let's put that create those creative juices to the test. If you were to put the Deadly Scene Squad in a WWE current angle, how would you book it? Deadly Scene Squad versus Undisputed Era. Immediately. Immediately, you're just going straight into NXT and taking over. Right into NXT and kicking their ass all over the ring. So they get a taste of their own medicine because that's what they did when they showed up. Well, it's time time for the table to turn. I like that. That that right there would be instant money for everyone involved. That right there alone should, quite frankly, make Triple H absolutely ecstatic. Well, I, I love the, the how you booked it and saying, you know, that's exactly what they did. So how do you like a little taste of your own medicine? Uh, but while we were talking about the fans, you know, a lot of fans go get crazy. So on your perspective, what is the craziest thing you've seen a fan do? And you can't say paint themselves green. No, no, that's, that's, <laughs> that, that's actually awesome. I really wouldn't say that's crazy. That's actually dedication more than anything. That, that, that I'm sure takes uh, up some time to do all that. So I've seen a few crazy things, but one of the things that does come to mind, it was actually one of the first shows that I did for Dynasty Pro Wrestling in upstate New York. Uh, it was, it, well, yeah, yeah, I guess you could say it's upstate pretty much anywhere, uh, north of Westchester County is, is considered, uh, upstate for, for you guys in the city. Pretty much. But I, <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, it was Fort Jervis. And it was for Dynasty, and it was the first time that I had wrestled Sergeant Fury, which that that's a rivalry I could go into for quite some time. But uh, suffice it to say, that was the first uh, that was the first fight there. But there was a fan who she tried to cross the barricade at me to try to get at me. She was drunk off of her face. And her fiance was trying to keep her from crossing the barrier because obviously, you know, you do that, well, we'll have to take care of you in some way. 
And, uh, and if I can't, because, you know, on this planet, they don't want men to hit women. Well, I'll just call, I could have just called out my, uh, little sister in wrestling, Christina Marie, to kick her ass, you know, <laughs> so she was also in the back at that show. That was definitely one of the craziest ones. But then later on, actually, I think it had hit intermission. The same lady came up to me and draped her arms around me and said, you're fantastic. You're the best. Oh, my God. If I didn't have my fiance here, I would take you back into my car. Shit. <laughs> so that is uh, that's definitely one of the crazy uh, fan stories. I do have, uh, there's a couple others, but uh, I have some fans that uh, message me every day, you know, saying good morning or, you know, I want to date you and all that. And, uh, you know, it, it can be flattering, can, you know. Sometimes I'm like, all right, you know, I do have, uh, do have a life. I'm very busy traveling around and all that, but I thank you. <laughs> are you, are you on the market or is, are do the, you know, the girls who are want to take the cyborg thing out for a day? Is, is that a possibility? Well, unfortunately for them, uh, that will have to remain in their fantasies <laughs> and when they're, uh, in their bedroom alone. I am off the market, have been for a while. I have my uh, cyborg queen who is an absolutely wonderful, wonderful human being. I may be a saying she is a human. However, uh, there is some good on this planet, and she is one of those things. She generally comes to almost all my shows uh, to make sure that my destruction is photographed and... Uh, recorded so that the world can see so she's very supportive of your career she's path extremely supportive that's yes. awesome supportive, yes. That's, yes you mentioned earlier your mom uh when you were watching wrestling you know she does what a lot of the moms would do with their kids and be like oh turn that crap off or that's not real whatever um what is your what do your parents think now that you're a wrestler my mother mostly will just say uh just don't get hit in the head don't hurt your neck. Those are the biggest things. However, uh, I really wouldn't worry about that too much because yes, injuries do happen. However, I do my absolute best being a fan and being a weightlifter to bulletproof my body from injury. So I have had uh, a couple, but they were, uh, they were fixable. They could have been much worse if I wasn't, uh, so strong and prepared. She is very, she is supportive of it. My dad is extremely supportive of it. He uh, loves it. He says, uh, take over, kid. <laughs> Pursue your dream. Do it. Why can't you do it? You know, he's like, I, awesome. there was some, he goes, there's things I wanted to do that I, I can't do now, but you can. Go take it. Take over. Take what's yours. And that's it. That's the one thing that, uh, that sticks with me. Definitely. Um, I do love my family. It is, they're very, very important to me. Uh, they are supportive of all my uh, brothers and sisters. Uh, brothers, they, you come from a big family? I do, yes. I have seven siblings. Holy crap. Wow. Where are you in the mix? Middle? I'm the oldest. Oldest. Wow. I am the oldest, yes. So I am definitely the eldest. Fan. I'm definitely <laughs> the, uh, the protector out of all of them. 
have any of your siblings wanted to like walk in your footsteps and want to also become a a wrestler uh no not as yet but they they're all extremely uh supportive they love it uh my one sister she's gone to several of my shows she is loves it she says all the time that she goes you're so smooth in the ring and you're so it's just so good everything you do is so good and I like seeing that. I like hearing that. And I know it's for my sister, so I'm sure she's biased. But someone who isn't necessarily a wrestling fan or she's not, you know, she doesn't watch wrestling. She's not in the wrestling business when she says stuff like that. I'm like, okay, well, apparently I must be doing something, something right. Right. But my my family is definitely uh, a big influence on me. And uh, I really just want to bring gold home to show them. You know, to make them proud, uh, especially for my uh, my grandfather. Mm-hmm. He, he year about a year ago, a little over a year ago, uh, he passed away. I'm sorry he to hear was that. a big big influence on me. He was definitely one of my heroes. He was in World War II. He was a uh, not a fighter pilot, but he was a gunner in a you know fighter jet in uh, wow. World War II in the Navy. And actually, if you look at the vest that I come out with, my fan armor, yeah, there's a there's a pin right at the top of it, right around my neckline. That's his. That's his pin. Wow, it's, that's it's awesome. One of his war medals. So I wear that every time I come out to the ring to keep him with me. So I may be a ruthless, merciless son of a bitch when I get in that ring, but I do have a semblance of a heart beating in there well an augmented one since it's half of it's machine <laughs> but i do have it in there somewhere. yeah well i love how you're um showing respect to your grandfather i think that that it's very cool you know thank you for opening you know yourself to be able to share that with us but as we're beginning to wrap up if we were to get back together in a year from now what would you say you'd be bragging about the most all the titles that are going to be around <laughs> my way because it's coming. Our our group is just slowly gathering everywhere we go, and we're just branching out and spreading out of New York City. We're going to be taking over everywhere. I mean, the promotion we're going to be there. There's uh, a few places we have our eye on. I don't want to give too much away, but let's just say but there's a few tag teams that are going to get slaughtered. There's a few top names, top talents in this region and in the Northeast that are going to get put down for the good of the deadly fans squad. And change has to happen. Change has to happen. And if it doesn't happen the, the, the nice way, it's going to happen through violence, right? Exactly. Nobody wants to do it the easy way. I don't no. understand. It's something about something about humans on the planet. I don't understand. Why do they have to do everything hard way? All you have to do is conform. Because obviously wrestling needs change. Hence why it has been changing. But there are certain places, certain areas that just don't want to change. So guess what? We have to beat your ass. We have to bring violence and bring change through that violence. They want it the hard way, they're going to get it the hard way. 
Oh, hey, violence, violence sells, man. Violence sells. There's a lot of promotions out there that promote violence, and, and people go to those shows. Speaking of which, do you ever see yourselves in a death match since you like violence so much? Death match, it, it would depend on who I was facing, not because I don't have a pair, but because once I was actually in the death match situation, I'm pretty sure that whoever I was across the ring from would lose theirs. <laughs> well said well i definitely want to follow this journey that you're on and especially i'm sure you're gonna be posting mad pics about your journey down down to west virginia so let us know if we wanted to follow your journey where could we do that on social media uh, i post it all up on facebook rick um rick recon on facebook if you want to look on instagram that's another one that i've been uh heavily heavily pushing at Rick underscore recon. Uh, those are probably the two best places. Um, just starting to get the hang of the Twitter game. I apologize and I'm a little behind with that. I suck at Twitter. But I will, I, I will, I will certainly uh, make amends to that very soon. And we have a BCW 30 year anniversary. Just yes. days away. And you guys have a T. LC match again finally putting the final nail in the coffin of those thugs from LAW um, any words to them because I'm sure they're listening in I'm sure they wanted to get some intel so go ahead speak to them Frankie Junior whoever else you're bringing with you please for the good of your family Make sure you have your will written up. Make sure you have your final affairs in order for them. I really hope that you save some for your funeral because goddamn the cost of those are a bitch these days. You could have lived if you just listened, if I just changed and conformed. But no, like I said before, everybody wants to do everything the hard way. So apparently we have to bury you. We have to bury you under a pile, under a mountain of broken tables, bent ladders, shattered chairs. Because that's what this is going to be. It's going to be a storm. It's going to be the last fight, the final battle, the end war for us. It's over. It's done. This is it. Step into the house of the deadly fan squad, you're gonna die. Because this is our house. And we put down intruders and we don't get up. Thank you, Rick, for joining us. Uh, very intense words. And if you want to watch LAW's funeral, it'll be coming to you. Friday, March 22nd from St. Sebastian's Gym in Woodside, Queens. That's right. BCW is returning home to Queens, New York for their third year anniversary. Uh, Rick, thank you so much. But stay around because we still have last call. This is the Cyborg fan, Rick Recon. You don't stay to the end of this episode for last call. I will find you. I will hunt you down. And you know, you know damn well what I'll do to you. It's in the news with Michael J. Putty.
great interview. Thank you again, Rick Recon. Rick Recon did do a good job with that interview. Good job, Green Man. This is some news. A topic you're not well with at all. The Hall of Fame. Hall of He was announced as the latest inductee into the Hall of Fame. Making Booker T a two-time, two-time Hall of Famer. Interesting choice. Surprising. It wasn't on my radar. Yeah, no, it was very surprising. I think like a lot of us were thinking like the Hart Foundation or yeah. uh, well, there was another te- uh, team that was being thrown around. I, I don't know. But anywho, uh, yeah, that, that is shocking. Especially to the fact that Degeneration X have a whole team already going in there as well. The same thing. Yeah. Getting too much. Getting too crowded. And Shawn Michaels being like now a two-timer as well yeah. at the same time as Booker T. I, it was a little too much. Maybe, yes, Harlem Heat, they do deserve their spot in the Hall of Fame, but I don't think necessarily this year was the year for it. I agree. Give me another celebrity. Give me... No, no celebrities. Fuck the celebrities. They do a celebrity every year. What, what, other, what other celebrity would you put this year, though? They, they, it's not like WWE had like a plethora of celebrities come in there. We had this conversation last two weeks ago. I know we did, but... It's... But then you have the Warrior Award coming up. That's a yearly thing. Yeah, I mean, that's that's fine. That's great. But then that's it. Stop it. Like, don't give me... Don't, you don't need eight members... Of the Hall of Fame class, you mean enough's enough. It's time for a change. Good one. <laughs> Do you want to eat your words about Tori Wilson now? I mean, I played on my social media's at Luxury Party. Yeah. <laughs> you clearly said not Tori Wilson. No, I, well, I I can tell you right now, I, I fucked up. Yeah, real man. Good job. Appreciate that. I, I am a real man. I'm a man of my word. I don't lie, Putty. Going back to our previous conversation. Yes, I said Tori Wilson. I didn't think she was going to be in the Hall of Fame. I denied that real fast. But, lo and behold, here she is. She's going to Hall of Fame. Good for her. Good for her. I don't see it. Um, I'll say that. But, good for her. Good for her. I've talked about the Hall of Fame for years now, how they need to change things up. They're going to try to this year. The inductees will not have somebody introduce them. Save some time. I don't know how I feel about that. And uh, Jerry Lawler revealed he won't host it this year for the first time in, since I can remember. Two leading candidates are Corey Graves and Renee Young. Hey, hey, what about Mike J. Putty? I would kill that gig. Yeah. I would kill that gig. You know gig. what? I, I'd, I'd recommend that. MJP for the Hall of Fame. MJPHOF. Get the hashtag started. <laughs> Trending worldwide. I look great in tuxedo. I'm you do. Tall. I probably look great on camera. You dress well. I know my people. You do. I could kill this. You could. Make it happen. Get your agent on the phone. <laughs> You're like, yo, yo, yo. I got Michael J. Putty. He needs to host the Hall of Fame. You're going you're gonna to wind up in the bowling hall of fame or something. <laughs> no, I'm not. fucking kill it. You got to start somewhere. <laughs> start from the bottom, now I'm here. <laughs> Speaking about hall of famers and all the news, Kurt Angle issued a statement on his farewell match at WrestleMania 35. Mm-hmm. Saying, and I quote, I want to thank my hometown Pittsburgh for an incredible reception I received on Raw last night. I couldn't think of a better place to announce my retirement. It's not to WrestleMania. And regardless of who my opponent is, I feel I've already won my farewell match because I know that every WWE fan will be cheering for me. Very grateful for this amazing career I had, but it's time for me to step down and move on. Thank you, WWE Universe. Hashtag it's true. Well said. Kurt Angle is one of my all-time favorites. I love Kurt Angle. Always have since I was a kid. So how do you feel about this? It's bittersweet. It's time. It's time. It's time for him. He's slowing down. He's slowing down. They weren't using him as it right. better. He he does look old. He's in great shape, but he he looks old out there. Yeah, but he he can still go. He could. He could. But, who, you know, do you, who do you think is going to be his last opponent? Don't know. Who do you think is going to be his last opponent? I asked. I asked our fans on Instagram and what are they social saying? Medias. The two leading candidates are Undertaker and John Cena. I think. I think it has to be John Cena. Why? I, what better way to end it for him? 
I, I, I think that's a uh, great way for him to end. Full circle. Yeah, comes full circle. He gave John Cena his start. John Cena gives him his, uh, gives him his end. I think that's a great story. You can't write that any better. Who is Bruce as Shawn Michaels? <laughs> Come on. J.C83 says The Undertaker. However, kayfabe, it should be Corbin. Universal underscore champion underscore 131. Kane. Why? Canada's underscore biggest underscore dog. God. What? Mark Schwann. Definitely Cena. Damn straight. There we go. There you go. Full circle moment. Like, now it makes sense. <laughs> see, I, okay, I, I see why so people you, see... You think it'll be one of those two, Undertaker or Cena. I think they'll come yes. out with somebody out of the blue. Yes, it's not going to be Baron Corbin because... No one, no one wants to see that. Right, exactly. And Cena, they're trying to get him to have a match. You know, honestly, it probably depends really on Cena's schedule because isn't Cena doing like a couple of different projects right now? He's doing a lot. So if it's not Cena, then it's probably going to be Undertaker. And they, they can make that work. But I, I just... Who wins? It's got to be Kurt. No. It'll be Taker. I, I think regardless of the matches, it's got to be Kurt. See what happens. We've got a couple weeks left, right? We do. Now the news. Now it's something we talk about throughout the history of the show. How WWE and Vince McMahon are banning certain words in professional wrestling. They always have. Right? Yeah. For a while now. Yeah. It's something Vince strictly enforces. In a report from the Tampa Bay Times, local officials before the recent press conference announcing WrestleMania 36... We're given a list of do's and don'ts, which was leaked out. Ooh, I didn't know this. When referring to our talent, we ask you to refer to them as W superstars, both for the men and women, not as professional wrestlers. Okay, yeah, that That makes sense. That was like always, yeah. As of March 2016, our female superstars are no longer divas, so please call them superstars. Yes. Makes sense, okay. Obviously, we all know that. That's fine. Right. Here we go. Mm -hmm. Please refer to our company as WWE, not World Wrestling Entertainment. Okay. Something we already knew about. Yeah. This is interesting. I think I fuck this up all the time. Please do not refer to our company as the WWE. It just is WWE. It's cleaner. It's just yeah. the. <laughs> I always call it the. the yeah, yeah. Please do not use the term professional wrestling. Instead, using WWE or sports entertainment to describe our brand. Example, we have many WWE fans in the Tampa Bay area, or I've always been a fan of sports entertainment. Right. They, I, they've always hated that term professional wrestling or pro wrestling. I don't know why. It's so taboo. I remember when CM Punk dropped the word wrestling for the first time. Yeah. Like everyone just like freaked out. And the last one was when they recently changed it. I think during the Attitude Era or maybe early aughts. It was a bit controversial. The WWE Championship or WWE title are appropriate names for the title. It is not to be called a belt or a strap. Right. I don't get that one. Why not a belt or a strap? What, what's the problem with those names? I uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I feel like I've always referred to a belt or a uh, at least a belt or a title. Title belt. Title belt, right. But we, would anyone want championship or title? That's fine. W championship. Yeah, W title. Yeah. The title is not a belt. Title it's is not, not a belt. Strap. It's not a strap. Strap. I, I think, feel like that's been out for a long time. I think strap is more like a internal business name. I never heard something like a fan called a strap. A long time ago, I remember. It's always like announcer or the wrestlers themselves called I a strap. I think Diesel called it a strap, right? Maybe. I don't know. That was pretty interesting. They finally came out and released the official list of do's and don'ts for the Tampa Bay. So this is going to be released to Tampa Bay officials, reporters, newscasters. It's crazy. Get on your A-game, Tampa. Don't want Vince after your ass. You know the news. WWE is hoping to have women compete in Saudi Arabia this year during their events. <laughs> yeah, we'll see about that. Which are set to take place in May and November. I would love to see that, but... Yeah. They did it once in a house show. They the, did? 
It was Sasha Banks versus Alexa Bliss. But, but not, for, not Saudi Arabia. Was it Saudi Arabia? They, Saudi, they, they were fully covered. They were wearing like, full body suits. It was like a house show, though. Are you sure it was Saudi Arabia? I, sure. I know it was in Middle East. It was Middle East. I think it was Saudi Arabia. Mm. But if, if they did it in Saudi Arabia in a house show, why wouldn't they do it on a pay-per-view? So maybe I am wrong. I think I think you are wrong. I don't think Saudi Arabia. I know for I know they did it in in the Middle East. Let me get bet. Oh, you don't follow through in your bets. Oh my God! Here we go. The E has yet to announce an all female pay per view in 2019, and the reason is many believe they are trying to convince Saudi government to have women on their card. So if they don't allow women, they'll probably have another all female show. They make up for it. All right. Well, well, I think they should do it regardless. Personally, I think I totally agree. Why not? It was a Why huge not? success. Right. Everyone loved it. It was a great. It was a great. Event to watch. And he probably had the match of the year on that card, too. Yeah, the, the woman battle royal. Nia Jack's winning, right? <laughs> I was talking about Becky Lynch and Charlotte, but uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, to each their own. That's tomato, tomato. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of women wrestling, somebody we won't see on the next all female pay per view, Brie Bella. During, I know. I just saw, I actually just saw that Total Bellas the other night. During the latest episode of Total Bellas, she announced she is fully retired from the ring and also announced her family will be re- relocating from San Diego to Arizona. Yo, how pissed did Nikki look during that announcement? I miss it. I did not see it yet. You did not see it? You got to no. watch it. <laughs> it's She's, so good. She said, in part, and I quote, I love the WWE, but one thing I've learned is I can't do everything. I just can't. I know deep down that I'm making the right decision, that the boots have to be hung. I think I know the answer to this. I'm going to ask you anyway. Okay. Is Brie Bella Hall of Famer? Or is she going with the Bella yeah, Twins? No, she, which, no, they go on as Bella Twins. For sure. The, Nikki Bella is the longest reigning Divas champion of all time. I think I can see Nikki Bella going by herself. Mm, I don't know about that. I think if they go, they, they well, they've been the Bella Twins. That's how they've been branded the whole time. They got to go into the Bella Twins. They have to. I'm talking to the wrong person about Hall of Fame because you didn't think Tori Wilson deserved to be in it, so I can't really talk to you about this. All right. Well, okay. Well, why would Tori Wilson be in it? Well, she was one of the main faces of her time. What? Because she was on Playboy. So is Sable. Why is Sable not in the Hall of Fame? Oh yeah, lawsuits. All right, fine. What lawsuits? She had, didn't she have lawsuits with Vince? I don't think so. A while back? A while back. They, they, they had some like legal trouble. I might be bringing this up about Tori Wilson. She, made, she talked about her haters, including Mark Schwann. I, listen. She addressed I, her haters like Mark Schwann, saying, and I quote, I mean, I think some of the people that are angry are the same people that are forgetting that this is entertainment. I was not calling the shots backstage going, hey, Vince, can I please wrestle in a bikini tonight? I was actually out there with Fit Philly going, okay, what's the most athletic match I can put together in a bikini? My Charlotte Flair, I'm not jumping off ladders. I am Tori Wilson. I did have something to bring to the table. Listen, many of posters, many of merchandise, many of a name on mainstream medias, many of talk shows, many TV shows. None, I, of, none of which I can name right now. I am not a Tori Wilson hater. You I are. am not angry about the fact that she's in the Hall of Fame. I just personally, she just don't. There are a lot more it. people who deserve to be there before her. I, I will that's, say that. that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I am not angry about it. I I do not. It's not like I don't like Tori Wilson. I actually really like Tori Wilson a lot. She deserves to be in, but not yet. Yeah, I, I would say there are probably people that I would put in there before her. But you know what? It's it's nothing I could do about it. She's in. Good for her, and, and congrats. I, that's all I can say. I think we're like four weeks out from Mania. I think three, three, four weeks out from Mania. No, no, I can't count. Too many shots on the St. Patrick's Day. The St. Patrick's Day episode oh of a shot of wrestling. Stop your Irish accent. Can we retire that? <laughs> No, it's, it's fucking fantastic. <laughs> well, let's say Patrick's Day. Time to have some drinks at the bar. That was Scottish. My bad. I'm sorry. What? That was your Scottish? <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> Do you not know accents? 
I, but once again, we have a sponsor this week. Again, is our boys over at Mania Crawl. Again, thank you for the support. Mania Crawl, you're a big fan of bar crawls, Mark Schwann, right? Um, bar anything, yeah. <laughs> and what better day to do it? Santacon is fucking too cold. They're too cold, way plus too cold. Plus, it's like, who cares? Yeah, right? Santa's not real anyway. Spoiler alert. I'm sorry. But what is real is WrestleMania. Damn right. Still real me, damn it. Let's go, let's go crawl from bar to bar. Get fucked up. Get pre-gaming before we go over to MetLife Stadium, Bumblefuck, New Jersey, for the grandest stage of them all. I went to WrestleMania sober. It was painful. Which super? Which um? Twenty uh, thirty-three in Orlando. Which one was that? Which was the main event for that one? So Goldberg, was, Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar. Was it Roman Reigns versus Undertaker? Yes. Oh, didn't have one sip of alcohol that night. Why? Tell you a fire. Okay. I mean, not only are you getting fucked up and hanging out with wrestling fans, passionate wrestling fans, pre-gaming about WrestleMania before WrestleMania, talking about your predictions, hanging out, and having a good time. All proceeds go to Connor's Cure, which is a great cause. Nothing about me talking about it. Let's hear from the man himself. My name is Jim Mazowskis. I'm the founder of Mania Crawl. Uh, I decided to start this event back in 2014 in New Orleans, um, and we've been doing it ever since. Mania Crawl is an annual event that takes place the day of WrestleMania. It's a bar crawl that gathers passionate wrestling fans from all over the globe uh, for one electrifying time, um, while also raising money for Connor's Cure. Mania Crawl 6 is going to take place on April 7th, the day of WrestleMania, starting at 12 o'clock. You can sign up for Mania Crawl 100% free by visiting our website, www.maniacrawl.com. Everybody in the WWE Universe is invited to Mania Crawl. Passionate wrestling fans, AEW fans, Ring of Honor fans, and especially the fans of Shot of Wrestling. A shot of wrestling presents here and here. Once again, thank you to Mania Crawl. Tickets are going fast, so definitely check them out while well, you still can. Mark, you watch your Raw. Raw Smackdown, you ready to get into it with some cheers and heels? Let's do it. And NXT. And NXT. That's right. I'll let you start off. All right. Well, my biggest cheer for the night for Raw was Ronda Rousey in that promo. And okay. her kicking ass. I love the fact that they're just, they're just letting her be herself now. Hey, Ronda, Ronda's not that girl to go out there and smiling all the time and these forced promos. Ronda's the best and always has been the best UFC when she did her own thing, when she was truly her. She was a big shit talker in UFC. Yep. And now just letting her unleash and let her do her thing. Ah, oh, she's a natural heel. Let her do her thing. And it's fucking working. It's great. And guess what? These fickle fans... They'll probably wind up eventually turning around and just start cheering for Ronda Rousey. They'll probably. Oh, man, now she's cool. Yeah, exactly. Marks. <laughs> Marks. Playing off you, I'm going to cheers uh, Dana Brooke. Great promo. Yeah. Great passion. 
Great to see Dana Brooke. Going out with no makeup, too. Being the, yeah. the real her. Love me some Dana Brooke. Very underutilized. Mm-hmm. Was hoping for more of a showing. Yeah. Uh, but I should have known better. Going to following the storyline, getting to Mania, I should have known better than to get a squash. But I was hoping for more. Ronda legit looked like she was kicking her ass. She did. Which was well, at great. At least they gave Dana some time to show her mic skills. Yeah. I'm going to heal battle losing so quickly. Hmm. You know, I cheered Lashley winning when he won the belt, what, like two months ago? Because I thought it would be great for him, looking forward to what he had going on. But he didn't have a long reign. And now Finn Balor loses after, what, a month? The uh, Miz fought so hard to bring prestige and respect back to this title. Now that it's all gone to the wayside, but then playing hot potato with it. Honestly, I don't care about this feud. I don't care about this feud, but you're ruining the, the prestige of the IC title. Yeah. No, I agree. I, I agree. I, I've I've had zero interest in this feud from day one. I there's just I feel like neither competitor wants to be in this. But I, if we're going to cheer, uh, if we're going to heal something here, I I want to heal the fact that um, listen, it's great for Alexa Bliss being the host of WrestleMania. Mm. Cool. What's going on? Why is she not wrestling? That's my heel. What? We don't know. What is up? I think she might be hurt again. No, it can't be. Is she done? Shrug emoji. Shrug emoji, right? Someone asked her, and she gave you a shrug emoji. We don't know. Because she is very good in the ring. She's excellent on the mic, I think. Oh, she's not, she could be a great manager. She well, Proof of this in the pudding, she could do whatever the fuck she wants, and she does a great job. She's fantastic. You put her on commentary, I guarantee you she'll do a good job. She will. She but has been. I, 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 some, I, some I like to see her in the ring. I'm going to cheer Shelton Benjamin, though. I mean, good for him. Another underutilized guy. I like the angle they're going with. So I'm looking to see where... Probably nowhere, if somewhere. <laughs> Probably nowhere is right. Where this leads for him. Because Shelton Benjamin deserves to be on TV weekly and week out. He's a very... He's probably the most underrated talent WWE's had in the roster in the history. And he came back and then... He got Besides Mr. Perfect, I would say. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And Zack Ryder. Oh, yeah, Zack Ryder, yeah, I would say too. I have a heel. You're probably going to hate this, actually. I have one cheers left, so I'll go for it. it. It might be your cheers, this. Probably will. One... Two, three. Batista. Batista. Okay. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, so that's your that's your cheer. Uh, that's my heel. Love it. Loved it. It was too much. Go. Give me what I want. You know what I want. Give me what I want. Just give me what I want. You want it? Give me what I want. You want it? Give me what I want. That was. It was weird. That was. If I was going to heal anything, that would be it. Because I don't know. I don't know what you want. <laughs> you know so, what I want. Give me what I want. So, but this. Tell me what you want, what you really, what do you want? Right. Tell me what you want. I, I, <laughs> they might weird. as well have done that. Yeah. I feel like someone forgot their line or something. It was awkward. It was very awkward. They got through it. Honestly, but I love me some Batista. I, I know you do. I think Batista could take a shit in the ring. You'd love it. Ah, pff, hell fucking yeah. <laughs> Put that shit on pay-per-view? Biggest cheers of the night. Putty's trying to change his wardrobe up a little bit. Okay. I, I, got, I bought a nice red sparkly blazer. <laughs> okay, I, I see where you're going. BFW, I bought a purple sparkly blazer. Can't spoil what blazer I'm wearing for uh, BCW's third anniversary. He's going to be naked. I almost bought that same exact blazer Batista was almost, wearing. Almost. Almost. Okay. <laughs> I had that fucking... That blazer was my number one get. Beautiful beautiful blazer. I almost bought the same exact fucking... I mean, not the same exact blazer, because I don't think Batista's shopping at Macy's, but it wasn't in my size. If it was in my size... Me and Batista could have been in Blazer Buddies. <laughs> <laughs> that's ultimate uh, man goals right there. I saw that Blazer. I'm like, oh, my God. That's the same. F- oh. It was a nice Blazer. So fucking pissed I didn't buy it. It wasn't in my fucking size. 
I'm, welcome, I'm playing the world's smallest violin for you right now. Welcome back, Batista. So here's the thing. It's not a cheers or a heels a question. Okay. Big Shawn Michaels fan, right? Huge. Do you remember when he got beat up and he came back too soon and then he got hit in the head with a hurt Corona by Owen Hart? It was an insecurity by it's Owen Hart. Yeah. It was Owen multiple Hart. kicks to the head by Owen Hart. Yes, I remember and this. And then he collapsed. He collapsed. Because he came, came back too soon mm-hmm. from the injury. That's the whole fucking storyline. Yeah. He came back too soon. Yeah. So when Roman Reigns got hit in the head with the uh, Claymore and couldn't stand up, couldn't walk straight, I felt like they were going somewhere similar with this. You know what? My, Roman Reigns came is coming back too soon. My fiance brought something up too about this. She was just like, "Are they playing up his whole cancer thing?" That's what I think. I think he's coming back too soon. Angle, but cancer is different than getting hit in the head. <laughs> yeah, but he still came back too soon. That looked uh, he, he radiation did, and chemotherapy. He condition. didn't come back too soon. He's actually he came back in four months. My fiance brought up a good point. His coloring does look off. Does it? I don't know. Okay, it, it does look off. I don't know. I, I I know they're trying to bring some realism into Speaking it. Shawn Michaels coming back to the ring. Uh, I know it's fucking great. I think it was more so of like just showing how Drew McIntyre is such a fucking badass. Okay, and, and putting the damage to to Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns coming back saying this is my yard. Drew McIntyre is being like, "Ain't your yard no more. Go on back there, little doggy." But again, like as he's touched on before, we still have four weeks away until Mania. Yeah. If that's an angle they're approaching. I wouldn't be surprised because I know they have newer producers back there. Yep. They're trying to make it more real, and I'm digging that, and I think we're probably going to get into that SmackDown a little bit. So, uh, let's get into SmackDown. Yeah, let's get into SmackDown. Let's do it. That Shane McMahon promo. Loved it. Great job. Love me some heel Shane McMahon. Yeah, it's interesting seeing McHale. It's it's weird seeing Miz be face, but they're yeah. they're doing a really good job. So far, with that. so good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, and I told you, right? I told you a while ago, this yeah. is what they're going to happen. This is what they're going to do. Um I'm just going to jump right into it from before you talk about promos. That Randy Orton, AJ Styles promo. Oh, fantastic. Loved oh, my it. God, dude. I I feel like I could jerk off to that thing. That was fucking great. The lines that Randy Orton dropped. That was probably the best promo he's done. Period. Period. Okay. It's a big statement. I don't know. Well, I love Randy Orton as well, but like that was in a long time, I should say, if anything. And the AJ Styles coming right back at him. But that line that Randy delivered. Rent is due, you son of a bitch. Oh, you can make the check to RKO. It's my house, yeah. It was oh great. My God, the rumor was it's going to be Randy Orton versus AJ Styles at WrestleMania. And honestly, you don't even have to make a fucking promo for that match because I, I don't know about you, but I've been dying to see that match in a big stage for a very, very long time. Match itself, yeah. Feud wise, I wasn't too thrilled about it. Like, what? What are going to feud about? I mean, this is the perfect way to do a feud. What is this going? What's the whole point? Why am I going to wait four weeks for this feud to develop? For what? Man, was I wrong? Pie in my face. This feud was. This is one of the most fantastic feuds. One of the biggest matches I'm looking forward to at Mania. Yeah, I'm a huge Orton fan. Love me some Major Styles. The chemistry it's, they'll have is going to yeah. be sick. But, and the storytelling they're going to have is, if this is the story they're going with, is the WWE guy versus the indie guy. Isn't this the same feud? Yeah, with John Cena though. Not really. Was it the same same thing? Cena couldn't hang in the Indies. It was WWE guy. It, it's I, I, I see where you're going with, but it's not quite the same because Orton has always knocked the Indies for a very long time. Yeah, me, and, me but involved, Cena's yeah. never really done that, and I don't know it's going to go to a whole a whole other level. I think very smartly done for them to ha- save off this big feud for WrestleMania. By the way, oh yeah, you can't, have this, you can't have this on backlash. No. You can't have this on fucking fast lane. No. 
It's going to be one of the big marquee matches I'm looking forward to. Oh, fucking A, dude. I, I can't wait for this. WrestleMania is shaping up to be fantastic. You should be there. I should be there, right? <laughs> um, I have a big heel for the night of SmackDown. Okay. What the fuck was Rey Mysterio wearing? Oh, my God. the same thing. <laughs> what the fuck was that? At what point it looked like it was a thong. It's like funny. Like a nude outfit in a thong. It's funny because I'm thought the same thing. <laughs> He's wearing a flesh-toned suit with a black thong on. Yeah. yeah I thought, no, that's stupid. I'm going to waste my time writing that down. But it's, you know, it's, it's an accident. Then Corey Graves called him out on it. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that was the best. Corey Graves made like, that fucking Corey remark. Graves, yeah, he's, he's my favorite commentator right now. Yeah, that was fucking weird. <laughs> that was big mistake in the back. Oh yeah, someone fucked up there. <laughs> NXT. Cheers, Tyler Bate carrying both Forgotten Sons on his shoulders in an airplane spin. That was fucking cool. Big cheers to Tyler Bate in general. Okay. Uh, listen, I I never really got to watch this dude. Uh, because, you know, I, I'm newer to NXT. Mm-hmm. Th- that dude's got quite a bit going on. He's got tremendous strength, as you just mentioned, with yep. that fireman carry. and the, Airplane spin. The airplane spin. Now, now you're showing off your yeah, yeah, yeah. skills. The, the, but, but, yeah, still, it was a air, it was um fireman carry over with both, both guys on his back That's there. That's great, yeah. It's cool. Doing the airplane spin. He got, what, what, three, four rotations on there? Minimum, yeah. Yeah. And they're not small dudes either. No. But on top of that, the agility this guy has, the shit that he was doing. So you combine that strength that he has along with that agility, you have a you have a total package right there. So now we're in the finals of Dusty Rhodes Classic, the Forgotten Sons versus Alistair and Ricochet. I feel like the way they've been building Alistair and Ricochet, it's got to be Alistair and Ricochet. But they're in their main roster now, so why not just give the rub... To the other guys. But then if they're in the main roster, then how are they going to lose to the Forgotten Sons? Um, big cheers, though. If you want to talk about tag team action, DUI is something I'm going to get later. Big cheers tonight for DIY and Aleister Black and Ricochet match. That match was fucking incredible. It was good. All four of those athletes are fucking tremendous. With you at the end. And I was going to cheers that as well. The... What happened with Champa and Gargano? Yeah. For Gargano faking the injury, that was great. Uh, dude, that was that was great. Great storytelling right there. Great storytelling. You know, because how long has that storyline been going on for between Gargano and and yeah. Champa? When have you, when was the last time you saw a storyline go on that deep in WWE? And Peter's on a call last week, saying how he felt this should have been how they wrote off Tommaso Ciampa. Right. It's not. They're going to have fresh TV tapings next week, so we'll find out how they do it. But he had his own theory, and uh, you know, see what happens with. Uh, I think they, they, they played it out themselves. They didn't necessarily know for sure what was going on with Champa. They didn't know yet. It was uh, at, at that point. Yeah, it was going to be them. It was going to be Tommaso versus Johnny for the title at right takeover. Right, but now they're shit out of luck, which is very unfortunate with Champa. That was the biggest cheers of the night, my girl Shayna Baszler. Yeah, <laughs> kicking some ass and taking names. She's legit. She put all three women to sleep. Her other four. Horsewoman didn't even bother coming down to the ringside. She did it herself. She's a true badass. Mauro Ronaldo said, don't sleep on Shayna Baszler. And how can you? What about with? Can I sleep with Shayna Baszler? Oh, my God. I'm just curious. I'm looking for a friend. <laughs> She'll put you to sleep. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, that's NXT in a nutshell. Yeah, pretty much. That's all I got. Go home thoughts. B-C-W. 
third anniversary is coming up next week. So we'll be coming to you live, the show. From Queens. Back home at Queens. Looking forward to it. Last week we had Pete Rosado coming on the show. The voice of BCW breaking down the card. You have a lot of people on that card. Of course, you have Darius Carter defending his championship versus Austin Theory. Darius Carter gets the Evolve champion. That's a huge match. Yeah. Huge match. I mean, it's a big match. Huge match. I mean, to me, there's a bigger match on that card no, than a, anything else. Spoiler alert. We'll get to that later. We got Faye Jackson defending her title. Against. For the first time. Sumi Saki. Yeah, announced this week. Yeah, but that's going to be a good match as well. Faye Jackson, let's see how she does. Let's first title offense. Yeah. Look forward to that. For the first time in six years, Peter Zion talking about it last week, we've got Azriel going against A.R. Fox. Big rivalry continuing, six years in the making. Right here at BCW. We also have the Ugly Ducklings coming back. Oh, man, can't wait for that match. Going against the Skulk. Now, stuff we talked about with Peter Zion last week, the contract was not signed. It was announced this week. The Deadly Stain Squad TLC match against those guys over at LAW. Yeah, those LAW thugs. Yeah. yeah. TLC match. That's uh, the biggest match of the night. Really? TLC match, man. We're going to finally end this feud once and for all. Frankie Flo, LAW, legendary action wrestling. Yeah. Their legacy is going to come to an end courtesy of the Deadly Saiyan Squad. Do you know the members of LAW? I think it, it doesn't matter it, the members of LAW. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. You're welcome. It, do, it really doesn't matter. They can throw whoever they want at us. They, they, it, it just, it's going to be the same result at the end of the day. It's going to be their asses on the ground and us standing tall, still holding their LAW championship over their lifeless bodies. If that's not enough for you folks. We got a fatal four-way for the Fest Wrestling Championship between defending champion Saif Al Sabat going against Alvin Alvarez, Leon Roth, and my man, my man to watch in 2019, the Ace that runs the place, Ace Andrews. I know that's your boy right there. Looking forward to that match, man. It should be a good match. Showcase match. Another one of my guys here at Shadow Wrestling, Gabriel Sky going against Tristan Ty. Gabriel Sky making his BCW debut. Holy first of many appearances. For Gabriel Sky and BCW. Absolutely. He is fun to watch. I'll admit that. And a big match. My man Pete Rosado is looking forward to. Riley Shepard going against Tasha Steeles for the number one contendership for the women's championship. Great match after great match. All these matches could be main events. As well they should. There's yeah. only one main event in my eyes, though. You know that. The Deadly Sand <laughs> Squad, baby. TLC match. Come on now. Come get you some. I mean... This is going to be a fantastic card, man. Well, it's the third anniversary. This is their WrestleMania, man. Anthony Cole is not sparing any expense for this. Now I'll be seeing <laughs> up close and personal on Podcast Row. BCW, third anniversary. Tickets still available. Limited tickets, I should say. They're going fast. St. Sebastian's Gyms in Woodside, New York. I mean, I can't wait. And, of course, the official after party hosted by your boys here at Shadow Wrestling, myself and Green Man. Not only are we hosting the after party, it's going to be karaoke. Karaoke. Everyone loves to karaoke. Me and your boy Eric Jaden have to do a an encore of our Every Rose Has Its Thorn. Oh, look that I have to see. Yeah, you missed out the first time. Looking forward to it. So BCW's third anniversary, St. Sebastian Gym. Seriously, guys, if you want to see a show where you're going to see jam-packed action, where you're going to see a TLC match, as Mike Putty said. TLC match in the indie scene. In that indie is scene. I've unheard of for me. 
You only see a big match, Darius Carter versus Austin Theory, champion versus champion right there. BCW champion against Evolve's champion. I can't stress enough. You're right. Every single match on there could main event. I have limited tickets out there right now. So if you want to, if you want to see a fucking hell of a show, if you've never seen an indie show before in your life, this is the show to see. Oh, starting here. BCW's three the hard way. St. Sebastian's Gym in Woodside, New York. I'm looking forward to this more than WrestleMania. That's a statement. Any going with us for you? People can find you at yourfavoriteactor.com. That's right, yourfavoriteactor.com. Again, that movie on YouTube is? A Grave Remorse. Produced by? BBR Productions. So it's on their page, right? It's on their page, correct. Maybe I'll watch it this week. Yeah, let me know your thoughts. Maybe my thoughts. My thoughts and prayers go out to those. Fighting a terrorist attack in New Zealand. Oh, yeah. That, I mean, thoughts and prayers mean nothing to those who are victims, but pray for those affected. That's all we can do, really. Yeah. Huge. 49 people died. That's insane. On the hands of what? One man, right? One monster, I should say. Yeah. It said, hug your loved ones, tell them I love you, and uh, take care of yourself and each other, please. My man, Garth Brooks, has a good song out, People Loving People, right? Mm-hmm. The quote the song, he goes, People loving people, that's the enemy of everything that's evil. So just love each other, man. Hate is disgusting. Nice and words, buddy. Thank you. I'm enlightened. I mean, that's Garth Brooks' song, but... <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> and hate, and those those of you who do hate, we got two words for you. Suck it. it! So for Mark Schwann, for Green Man, for the cyborg Zane himself, Rick Recon, and of course, those of you at Mania Crawl, I have been your host at Michael J. Putty. Until next week, at BCW's third anniversary. Putty, yep. Ladies and gentlemen, at this time, I need to announce it's last call at the bar. All right, everybody, we have made it to the end of the episode, and it is last call. We're still here with the cyborg sane Rick Recon. Buddy, it's rapid fire questions. The first thing that comes to your mind is the first thing you should answer. Are you ready? Absolutely. All right, my man. And away we go. What is your favorite adult beverage? I would say Fireball. Mm, I like it. What do you nerd out to? I'd say, uh, actually, sometimes I nerd out to Star Trek, man. Mm. Sometimes, honestly. Like, I've gone through the series. The, now, there's different levels of Star Trek, right? Like Deep Space Nine, Next Generation. Yeah. Which one or all of them? I would say the the original. And it's toss up between the original and Next Generation Ooh, for me. I'm a Next Generation kind of guy. Other than wrestling, what is your favorite sport? I uh, I mean, I guess I could say football, but honestly, wrestling is everything to me. I haven't watched a football game in the longest time. Just I I prefer watching wrestling most. Uh, I mean, I guess you you could say it's a, a sport would be uh, Olympic weightlifting. Okay. I do like watching Olympic weightlifting. I, I do it myself. So yeah, I would say if you want to pick, if I got to pick four other than wrestling, I would say that. Cause that's, All right, you can't pick yourself, but who has the best finisher? That's rough. That's a toss up between Undertaker with the Tombstone Pile Driver and Randy Orton with the RKO. Mm. I thought I you were going to say RKO. yeah. I thought you were going to say would, RKO. Cool. What is the best feature on a woman? Her face. Who is your celebrity crush? Gal Gadot, which is uh, Wonder Woman. What is your favorite karaoke song? <laughs> uh, 
I actually haven't even done karaoke, man. I, w- I would say it would, if I had to pick one to do to, to get lit off of, I would say, I guess, living on a prayer. Ooh, bon good one. Who is your dream opponent? Dream opponent, uh, somebody that I could actually wrestle now yeah. because my dream opponent was Undertaker, but he retired. And Edge also retired. Those are my, I would say those are my two favorites. I would say currently now would have to be probably AJ Styles. Are Saiyans real? Absolutely. Now, final question. If you had to describe what a Saiyan was to somebody who's never experienced a Saiyan before, how would you describe them? They're the best fighters in the universe. They are elite assassins. They are born to fight. They are born for war. You can't beat them. They're, they're absolutely unstoppable. They're ruthless, merciless. They will do whatever they need to do to win. And that's why they always win. Rick Recon, thank you for joining us on A Shot of Wrestling. That was last call. Uh, we look forward to seeing you very soon, and uh, maybe we'll do some karaoke also. I would, I would love the challenge. <laughs> hey, baby, I hear the bell ringing, hip tosses and body slams. Oh, my. And maybe you seem a bit confused. Yeah, baby, but I got you pinned. Ha, 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 But I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>